0: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Joined this morning by Selena Zito. You may be saying to yourself, I just saw Selena on Fox. And in fact, you did just see Selena on Fox. Good morning, Selena. How are you?
2: Good morning, Sunshine. How are you?
0: I'm great. I especially liked your column this week because the title, The Kids Aren't All Right, is basically what I talk to everyone about. I don't think there's anything that people in America agree on more than that the schools ought to be open and the teachers' unions are villains.
2: Yeah, you know, that's absolutely right. What uh, An important thing to understand is this crosses all socioeconomic backgrounds. It, it doesn't matter if you're... A liberal or you're conservative, you're progressive, you're politically agnostic. Um, this is affecting the children. And not only is it impacting them in the present, but it's also impacting them long term. The, some of these kids are going to compete with kids who didn't miss school. You know, they're going to be in the workforce 10 years from now. They will have been stunted in their development, not only academically but also socially. Think about all the things we learn as a child in school this outside of the books. We learn about conflict, we learn about people that are different than us. We um we learn about being part of a team, we learn about sitting on a bench. You know, there's sort of all these things that help develop us and those things are gone too.
0: Now, I like the way you wrote this because you focused on one student who is intensely competitive, obviously. Uh, She competes in school. She competes in the pool. She can't compete. And so what the fetching Mrs. Hugh and I were talking about today is we know kids like that because our oldest was that way. Yeah. If it wasn't a competition, she wasn't interested. But if it was a competition, she had to win. And so the question becomes what happens to kids like that? And your column suggests she went from A's to D's.
2: Yeah, she did. And she takes naps. And she's not interested in school. The things that she loved, that sense of purpose, um, is gone. And, and you think of, it, it's the same impact that we have on seniors that are in nursing homes. That that anticipation, knowing someone's going to come and see you, that's taken away. We're doing yeah. that to our children. And, so, and it's not healthy. It's not good. And we're seeing the impact of that in real time. And what's really interesting is this is the city of Pittsburgh school district that she's in. And all the other schools in Allegheny County, with the exception of two, 43 other school districts surrounding her school are open. But because of the teachers union, they're not open.
0: Well, you know, I believe that every school district that is still closed when they face the next elections, all their existing school board members will be thrown out. I think people are just yeah. going to run against them for having the schools closed because everybody knows the science says open the schools. There isn't yeah. an argument. There isn't an argument. It's the, no. you know, the science and, but the good news of this is home schools are booming. Catholic schools are booming yeah. and, and, and little cooperatives are booming. It may be the death knell of teachers unions because their leadership is so stupid. And I mean, stupid with a capital S. Well, I mean, there's
2: school board members. <laughs> That send their kids to the suburban schools that are making this decision, not school board members, but union members whose kids kids are outside of the city school. Their kids are in school and open, but they're forcing the city schools to be closed.
0: Do the, um, do the Black Lives Matter folks in Pittsburgh, have they figured out yet the dis, uh, disparate impact of school closing on racial minorities in the United States? It's enormous.
2: Yeah, I've read a lot of, not people that are involved with that movement, but just parents. Um, I've talked to a lot of them, um, and and I've read a lot of local stories about that. And, yeah, it absolutely impacts lower-income students um, disproportionately, as you said. It's because of technology, because the amount of computers in the house, because of parents being out at work, Uh, you know, all kinds of things. I mean, if I think back when my kids were young, I wouldn't have been able to afford two computers for each kid. No way.
0: And the poorest of them don't get the food either that they're get at school. Let me ask you, did any member of the school board talk to you in Pittsburgh? Have you tried? Will you try? I'd love to. There's no answer. You don't see them on TV because there's no answer.
2: No, there isn't. I haven't talked to them. I did reach out. Uh, I got texts but I didn't talk to a person. You lose nuance and the ability to go back and forth when you text with someone. As a reporter, I believe texting and emails are not how you get answers, but talking to someone one-on-one.
0: Well, you know, what's interesting about me is I won't talk to reporters. I will only text with them because then they can't distort what I say. But then they, I don't talk. I, I talk to you, Selena, because I could trust you. Annie, the last thing I want to emphasize... The Pittsburgh School District has said they were going to reopen four times, according to your column, and then changed their mind four times. That Including is today. terrible. They did it today?
2: It, yeah, a clean today. They're supposed to open today. Gone. And, and that's, the, that's the other thing that, that Lena Carson and her dad talked about, who's a doctor, who's on the front lines with the COVID patients. They said, that's the hardest part. Because they give us a date and we're looking forward to it, and, and she's like, "We buy new clothes." You know, I talk to my friends, and then they take it away from us. It's done. They've done that to them four times in eleven months.
0: It's, it's just a, that is just one of many school districts that will pay a price electorally. I hope, and teachers' unions have lost the credibility if they ever had it. That's the only good side, but it's not worth the cost to these kids. Selena Zito, follow her. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review.
1: One of Joe Biden's first acts as president was revealing. He disbanded the 1776 Commission, which was convened by President Trump to design an even-handed approach to the teaching of American history. It was created to counter the New York Times' 1619 Project, which claims the American Revolution was actually fought to defend the institution of slavery. The central premise of the 1619 Project is that our country is inherently racist and therefore irredeemably flawed. In his famous novel, 1984, George Orwell wrote, Who controls the past controls the future. Those who want to fundamentally transform our country understand it's easier to do if people believe America and its institutions are so flawed they aren't worth defending. We know better, and it's our job to make sure our children learn the truth about our exceptional country and its founding principles. I'm Carol Platt-Lebow.